welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 234th time on this Friday, May 28th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Loaded for Barrow. You might remember last week when I mentioned that Florida man is pretty tough. We learned that he'll go to bat for his dog when in the jaws of an alligator and also defend a wheelbarrow with a samurai sword. Okay, maybe maybe Florida man has his priorities in a lot of different places, but that's not the point. We knew that already. Where we find ourselves this week is on the other side of the Floridian coin. From heroic last week to just plain weird this time out. Let me set the scene for you. It's Oakland Park, July 15th, my birthday in 2019. A usually calm sight of this southern tip of these United States is given a shake-up when a samurai sword was brought into the mix. Now, if that sounds off to you, you're not the only one scratching your head because I'm stumped, especially when you figure out why the blade was even brandished. A wheelbarrow, that's why. Let me clear this up for you a bit more. There was a jogger, and he was just doing his thing, trying to get in shape, when he found a wheelbarrow in a pile of trash. Now, why he would want a wheelbarrow that came from a pile of garbage that was most likely thrown out for good reason, I have no idea, but to each their own, I guess. The scrap got started and, if I'm honest, was more reminiscent of siblings fighting over who gets their bath first after a hard day when there's only one shower in the house, except for, you know, the additional threat of death by ancient war weapon. They both had apparently called dibs on whatever in the world was in that pile of trash, and Samurai Dude took that personally. Years of self-training by watching ninja movies while his mom wasn't home when he was a kid were finally shining brightly, until he was arrested for putting that training to use. You might think that this is where the story ends. Ooh, a twist! I didn't see that one coming. When the jogger got home, he caught a woman on surveillance video taking the wheelbarrow because she claims it was hers and it wasn't for sale. Even though she had it at a yard sale a few days earlier. You know, this is kind of contradictory. We'll just ignore it. Anyway, our Zorro wannabe was charged with second degree attempted murder. And at the end of the day, everyone got home safe. I wonder what they did with the sword, though. You know, you could donate it to a Florida man museum of weirdness. Man, just think about it. If that exists, just imagine if those walls could talk. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Acts. Acts 13, verse 38 says, Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. The thing that stuck out to me in this verse is salvation. We know that Paul says that through Jesus, there is forgiveness for sins. That people who call on his name will be saved. So what happens here? Forgiveness, if we ask God for forgiveness of our sins, we have a way to salvation. And not only is there salvation in the name of Jesus, but there is also healing love, mercy, and grace. So many amazing things can be done through the name of the Lord. If you call on him, he'll answer. And the awesome thing about that is, it's not a one-way street that we pray and he just hears us, he doesn't answer. No, we have communication with him between the sheep and the shepherd. Let me ask you this, 
Isn't it wonderful to know that our God is not dead, that he is alive and that he speaks to us and through us? We can find so many things in the name of Jesus, but the thing I'm most thankful for is his saving grace. I don't deserve it, and you don't either. But here's the cool thing. He gives it to us anyway because he loves us. As we know, sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter and see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is, I use Twitter because... The first response of four reads, I use Twitter because I just used to scream my thoughts out loud. More people can hear me this way. You know, yeah, you have a good point. It's always good to reach a broad audience. And plus, if you talk to yourself, people might think you're crazy. Hey, this way you don't get any weird looks from passersby, so I think it's a win. The second response reads, I have this crazy idea that will one day get discovered. It's only been 12 years. You know, I admire your tenacity. You're a go-getter, I can tell you. I don't know who you are or where you are, but one thing I know about you from this tweet is you are a go-getter, and I like that. There's still hope. All you need to do is just keep at it and keep going. Keep working at it, and eventually the dream will be realized. Eventually it will become true. Because, keep this in mind, Steve Jobs started out from a garage. And he didn't let that stop him, did he? He founded Apple, and he got started with the iPhone and all those different aspects of technology that we use today. He pioneered that. And besides, all ideas are considered crazy at one point, but you've just got to decide for yourself, are they crazy enough to work? The third response reads, I use Twitter because people know all my crazy ways and still like me. Or at least they like my tweets. Well, here's something I have to say about that. I've got one piece of advice for you here. If they don't like you, they probably aren't your type anyway. You just got to find someone who thinks as weirdly as you do. That might take a lot of searching around. You might have to go on a bunch of different internet forums, but eventually your thought process and someone else's thought process will link up. Like I said, you might have to search Facebook. You might have to search Craigslist. I don't know what you're going to have to do to find this other person, but trust me, once you find that someone that your crazy thought process lines up with, you can take on the world. That was a lot more inspirational than I thought it was going to be. And the last response is, I use Twitter because I don't need to wear pants. Hey, I admire your honesty, and that that is an advantage of using Twitter because... You don't have to get up and get ready for the day. But this is a family podcast. Don't don't be bringing that here. Just because you don't have to doesn't mean you shouldn't. Even though we're all sometimes guilty of doing something like that. I'm trying to give the best advice I can here. So if you're talking about not wearing pants while you write tweets, I don't want to think of that. I don't want to think of you and your pantsless self just tapping away on your phone. Because believe it or not, that's kind of gross. Could you do me a favor? In the words of an old-time boxing announcer, keep it clean. Seriously, calm down. No one wants that visual in their head. I've heard for years the saying that a rolling stone gathers no moss, but in light of what we're about to talk about, 
I'd think a better expression would be, if you find a stone standing straight up in the middle of a field, leave it alone. A farmer in Belgium learned that lesson really well because he was faced with that exact situation when he moved a border stone that interfered with his tractor's normal route. And as you can tell by the term border stone, this is more than just any old rock. He ended up making France smaller. Let me just run back what you said to make sure you heard yourself correctly. One minute... He's moving a rock, and the next, he's made an entire country smaller. Doesn't that seem just a little bit far-fetched? Well, I will admit you're not wrong, but let's continue. The mayor of the French town that the stone was in posted on his Instagram that this stone was put at the border in 1820 after a treaty was established with Belgium. One guy! That's all it took to throw off 201 years of history, apparently. Now, since it seems we're playing international chess, all Belgium needs to do is move their bishop to e5, and then we'll see where the game ends up after a blitz or two. Who knows? It might go sudden death. This is exciting, isn't it? Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.